You're listening to Well I Laughed, part three of the Industrial Revolution and its consequences, Am I the Asshole? I don't know who that is. Isn't that your hair person? Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Ugh, I love her. She's so fucking... She's been our day one. She's been our ride or die. Her and Kelsey, who I worked with as a summer camp counselor, and since then, our relationship... wild? Yeah, has exclusively existed on Duolingo. (laughs) (laughs) And now she, like, follows the podcast, and so... (laughs) All right, we ready to go? I have a non-content related to what we have been talking about to, like, We need to wait for Casey to get up the stairs stairs. so he gets out of the mirror. Oh, right. Because now that we're posting videos... (laughs) Now that we're, like, almost exclusively a video platform that also has a podcast... It'll and translate. It's actually translating better than I thought it would. It's translating really well. I just wish less people cared about... The fact that YouTube is one of the biggest podcasting platforms makes me viscerally angry. Also, do you know how hard it is for me to look good for an entire hour? Like, you do a great job of finding the moments where I am remembering to stand upright. <laughs> I do a lot of punch out, slouch down. Casey, can you go away now? Goodbye, I love you. <laughs> That's going to be the start. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. We got the soundbite. Casey, can you go away now? Okay. As we both like jingle jangle the old fashions he made us. Love you. Well, um, good evening, Maya. How have you been? Stressed. (laughs) Why is it? Because you do both 80% of the emotional work of this podcast (laughs) and 100% of the technical work of this podcast? No, that has nothing to do with it, actually. I'm fine with that. Good. No, that is the reason. So, counterpoint... And I'm holding space for you. Okay. I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm a teacher. I was like, I'm a teacher. I'm finally on summer break. We had a couple of summer programming things into June. And my like summer break started 72 hours ago. And so, so you came ready to tonight. Take on more of the podcast? I mean, we can, <laughs> we can talk about it off air for sure. <laughs> Kidding. I'm kidding. I just I'm want to make confident you in my ability to learn the system. I am not confident in my ability to rise to your standards. I, I really was joking. Okay, cool. <laughs> you were like, I would never like control of the podcast. Yeah, Casey, <laughs> I was like, I'm stressed. And Casey was like, how can I help? And I was like, honestly, I don't trust anyone. <laughs> I don't think I could let someone help, even if I wanted to. <laughs> um, so instead of editing the podcast, I have been hiking and that's been really wonderful but because i'm a teacher on summer break i am sleeping in in the morning so nice. it it really is <laughs> it really re- i love the job but if i didn't get six weeks of sleeping mm-hmm. in and or travel i don't know that's fair but because i'm sleeping in and i'm trying to hike it means that i'm hiking during the hottest part of the day which oh, that's horrible yeah. i mean it's fine for me because i know going in that's what's happening yeah. so i have the appropriate equipment right yeah, i have yeah. breathable clothing things like that i have this adorable and by that i mean insanely dorky <laughs> orange bucket hat that i got at eddie bauer those above 30 know um <laughs> I, too, know what Eddie Bauer is well, and, and own why we, Eddie Bauer. That's why we work so well together. Okay, that's fair. I um, am about 40 years old mentally. So it's always fun for me when I'm hiking because I'm like a pretty big guy. So people don't expect me to be out there during the hottest part of the day, let alone like lapping people. You're going to be right there. No. <laughs> um, I also, I don't hike in the middle of the day. So mm. like you're beating me. So. 
Listen, and that's that's my God complex is that I love coming up on people that look like they should be doing better than me, and, and it is like, like blaze passing, right? Well, especially doing that I, white person. Yes. Hi. Well, I'm also almost always out of breath because I'm like insanely competitive, oh, so yeah. I'm like <laughs> I'm like a grunting sound that starts with an H. But here's the thing: I look like summertime Santa because I'm just big, bald, bearded, white guy, kind of looks out of place. Also, summertime Santa. Lana Del Rey song. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so today I want to hype. It, actually, yeah, thank you. Right? She should have a Christmas album, and that. Oh my gosh, she should have a Christmas album. <laughs> you could be in the music video. Assuming all of our listeners are of the LGBT community, they know exactly what we're talking about. And if not, we don't have the time to explain it to you. <laughs> but okay, so I'm on one of the hiking trails today, and I love this because it's Pride Month, so I have my little rainbow bandana on Precious. and my insanely cute orange bucket hat or whatever, <laughs> and I will come across these group of guys, and it oh happens regardless of what trail I'm on mm-hmm. it's anywhere from two to five mm-hmm. they have no hat they have oh. no water they are in like tennis shoes and a black t-shirt oh no and in case you weren't sure if they were having a good time or not they are in a single file line no. dead silent <laughs> <laughs> I love hiking in the afternoon if, like, you're coming down from a hike or if you're hiking in the afternoon because you will see the wildest conglomeration of people. Correct. Like, people that are, like, trail runners that have already (laughs) done, like, five trails today. The elderly couple that lives right down from the trail and does the laps. Laps Bought their house in the 1970s for a blueberry. A single blueberry. Yeah, and are here for it. And they they will make you feel like absolute garbage. When they get done with this hike, they're going to go compost for a little bit. (laughs) Exactly. And then you see the families who Mm -hmm. are from out of state, Mm -hmm. the people that are visiting. Or the families that are in state and just took a a second to get ready that morning, which I get. Which is, yeah, but you know the ones that, like, took a second to get ready yeah. this morning because their kid had a mental breakdown versus the ones that took a second to get ready this morning because they didn't know what to expect. Correct, <laughs> correct. And so healing my inner child is mm-hmm. blowing past these groups of like masculine men who are clearly having a, a miserable time and yeah. aren't willing to talk about it, so thus are not talking about At anything. Yeah. So meanwhile, me looking like I'm like a Pokemon trainer <laughs> on my way to like the next town. I'm like, hey, how's it going? You <laughs> Good know, day for a hike. yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. And I, out of all of the groups, mm-hmm. they're the only ones that I never get a response back on. Yep. And it's called claiming my space. See, I have the opposite problem is that I, when I started hiking, used to be really competitive. And then when I started doing 14ers, had to really quickly abandon them <laughs> because I was okay, like, it was before I like really started working out. So I've done a couple 14ers since I like started getting in shape. So now I think I'm like probably okay. But the first couple I was like, you gotta, like, it's okay if people pass you, lap you. And it took a lot of like right. mental meditation because at first I was like, you can't let that person pass you again. <laughs> For me, it's like letting myself stop. I don't know what I'm trying oh, to prove. Really? But if there's a shady spot, it's nice to pause. If there's a creek, it's nice oh, to pause. Yeah. But in my brain, I'm like, but will I win the race against oh. no one? It's not Mario Kart. I'll stop and finish two whole snacks. <laughs> Enjoy the view. See, I don't bring food on my, my hikes. That's not true. I actually, because I'm a little cheap, I will bring an entire can, like a tall plastic can. Pringles? Of, no. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> Maybe now that it's in my head. Because that's unsalted what we do. roasted peanuts. Because okay. it has yeah, nothing yeah. but protein, yeah. and it's like two bucks. Yeah. And all trail mix is expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but no. Yeah. And then last thing, and I know this is not a hiking podcast, but REI it could be. Um, 
Let us know on our Patreon if you think that should work <laughs> okay, or not. Wait. What does REA stand for? Do you know? Recreational Equipment Incorporated. Okay, I'm I was wondering member. what the I was. I was like, it's recreational equipment. I was like, what's the I? Like instruments? Like, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. You knew the R, e, R and E part. I did. Yeah, and that's why I said sure. You knew the R and E part. Listen, I'm an engineer and I work with a lot of acronyms every day. It's pretty easy to deduce what they are. My OG question was, when you're hiking, do you do what I do, which is spend 85% of the time looking at where I'm walking? Yes. Because I'm so clumsy that I I will trip, I will stub my toe. Sometimes I hike in my Tevas, the people sandal. Mm -hmm. Like, I cannot look around me i have to fully pause no same get some great thinking though (laughs) i have to wear a ball cap if i'm doing like a challenging hike because it's literally like blinders (laughs) because i cannot look up Mm. because a i'll get discouraged and b i will fall but also when i like i have really weak ankles for some reason and so i never have any i like will be like normally clumsy but on the way down is when i really struggle i'll Mm. like I have to like be very careful yeah. about how I'm holding my weight because I'll trip every five seconds and fall backwards. And I was with Tyler Pritchard one time and he was like, you actually- Friend of the podcast and actually of... active listener. I know, I'm pissed about it actually. He, like, we were wrong. We were wrong. He like answered the question today and he yes. was like- <laughs> He's like truly listening. Damn it. We love you, thank you. We love you. See you in September. <laughs> um. But he was, like, telling me that I have to shift my weight forward when you're walking down. Oh, you have to trust? <laughs> Sorry, not going to happen. <laughs> I can't do that. And then what really did it is I was hiking a 14er. I think it was with him after he had told me that I need to, like, how I need to adjust my weight. And we were walking down the side of um, Tories. Sure. And this guy, there's, like... It's all a rock field up there, right? right? This guy was wearing a full Spider-Man onesie with a cape. And he just Hot. was <laughs> running down this rock field. And he got to the saddle, and I shit you not, like, 10 seconds. And I was like... And Tyler just was like, see, look jumping. at him, because he's just, like, perpendicular to the ground. And I was like, okay. <laughs> hey, so you want me to lean forward and trust. What do you also want me to do? Move on? I listen no. to Taylor Swift. I'm not doing any of this. I can't do that. <laughs> I wouldn't be in therapy if I could do that. So basically, we are fantastic people to hike with. Yeah. And Grant will be the front of the pack. I'll be the back. I, and then you can be in between. I'm Taylor actually, oh, gosh. And this is maybe the biggest red flag I've shared on this podcast mm-hmm. so far. And I've shared my fear of feral people in the National Guards. <laughs> Biggest red flag is I actually don't like hiking with other people. I, no. Really? <laughs> okay, but hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I started hiking during the grips of that mental health crisis <laughs> during the pandemic where like mm-hmm. hanging out with people was essentially illegal. And so it was easy to just go hike by myself and then that's how i learned it and so Mm -hmm. i'm like how am i supposed to think existentially about every choice i've ever made if i also have to make banter i can't do that that's too much (laughs) yeah when i was the first hike i did with tyler pritchard the 14er he would i this was also before i like started working out and got like decent cardiovascular health and he already had that Mm. (laughs) and we were hiking and i'm dying but i'm enjoying the hike because that's what it is but he (laughs) was talking to me nonstop, Mm. asking questions talking about his day talking about last week talking about like what we would do after the hike he was like singing broadway tunes and like all this shit and i was like if you don't stop (laughs) 
I, I, uh, some Expecting point, me to verbally respond. I know. I was like, I love you a lot, and you, you're welcome to keep talking, but um, please don't take offense if I stop responding, because I don't have the oxygen. So you two... Were the all the groups of men that I pass on these hiking trails just single file dead silence? Oh, Tyler would have responded. <laughs> and I'll respond. I'll still respond and like ask about the hike and stuff. I'm sure. not like bitter about sure. my life yet. She's <laughs> 24. Ladies that and was gentlemen. years ago. I'm almost 25. That is true. You actually really are, which actually does also make me feel a little bit better. I'm 24 and 363 days. That's really impressive math and skills I do not have. In addition to sound editing, video editing, social media management. But I tell a good story sometimes about a third of the time. (laughs) Speaking of good stories, though, we have this week's... And am I the asshole? But I think first we should acknowledge the elephant in the room. Mm. Um, The fact that, dear listener, this is now a while ago because we're recording this on June twenty. 19th June Mm -hmm. 19th and um, we gained 20,000 followers in the last like eight days yeah and we all we love you and we're thrilled that you're here we are a little anxious well actually I would say maybe more surprised (laughs) we genuinely thought this was maybe gonna be a bit for our dinner party it was actually a really interesting sociology experiment into how long you can guilt trip a group of friends (laughs) into listening to a podcast and now and now we have listeners now we have listeners at least for the moment Uh, yeah i mean please hang around we love you please rate us on your podcasting platforms and we love you all subscribe so it downloads automatically yeah we just wanted you to know that we love you yes and thank you for the support and maybe in a month we will be less anxious about the whole thing. Correct. And also, please note that I should never be considered an expert on how to make a career in the private sector. I am a proud and devoted public school teacher the number of who people, has some opinions, the number of but people. I'm not an expert. And I need to make sure that is clear, clear, clear. Everything said here is at least half in jest. This is a comedy (laughs) podcast, and when we say educational, we are referring to the stories we tell, not the advice we give. Although you're welcome to try it out and let us know. We are also curious. We're curious, but if it goes wrong, it's not our fault. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, the number of people that asked you for actual life advice following that NDA reel. I mean, feel free to keep sliding into my DMs. It's really interesting to hear what people have to say. Oh, it's very... We love hearing from you. Like, email us, message us, whatever. We're... And most importantly, tell your family and friends about us. Yeah, we're honestly (laughs) still appalled that people care about what we have to say. So, like, that's fine. Anyway. Okay. So back to the story time. Yeah, it's Am I the Asshole <laughs> for the Industrial Revolution and its consequences. And its, conso- oh, okay. and and its consequences. consequences. Okay, I think you go first. You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay, so um, in the theme of the Industrial Revolution and its consequences, the Am I the Asshole episode that I've chosen to tell is titled this. Am I the Asshole for taking my sister's side over my parents about, quote, Technology restrictions. Okay. So, I think the OG poster... Yes, she's a little bit older. Okay. So, my... Just so you know, it's called OP. I legitimately do not know some of this stuff. I've had read it for a week. Okay, it's it's OP. (laughs) Okay. Original poster. OP starts off like this. (laughs) My 17 female parents, 42, 43, 
think my sister, 13 female, is spending too much time on her phone and laptop on games and unproductive activities. So they want to link all of her devices to Google Family Link to monitor everything she spends her time on. Time spent on apps, browsing history, locking the phone at particular times, etc. Oh. Additionally to this, every app she installs will notify my parents. I do get where they're coming from, about too much time on her phone, but I think this is unnecessary and completely the wrong way to go around solving the problem. Obviously, my sister isn't happy about this, and I said that she wasn't a small child anymore and should be allowed to have her privacy. This didn't go well, and I ended up wondering if I was being unreasonable and just didn't get it because I wasn't a parent. Fortunately, they didn't manage to get Google Family Link working. Something about issues with her email address. (laughs) But they're going to keep trying. Am I the asshole for not agreeing with my parents, or are they in the wrong? Okay, so... I don't think OP is the asshole. Okay. At all. I think... How old was the younger sister? 13. 13, okay. I think there is a place where parents can come from where they're worried about their kids. Sure. Right? And that's totally fair. However, I do think you need to be able to trust your kids a little bit. And uh, I understand that like people can't trust their kids in some situations. And obviously this is like coming from a privileged place, but if you are parenting your children in such a way where they are not doing things because they are worried of the consequences from the parent, that is not actually teaching them to Mm. not do it. That is teaching them to avoid the consequences. And I think at some point, the 13-year-old in, like, within reason, needs to learn on her own. Do you see yourself in the 13-year-old? Because this exact situation <laughs> happened like, to me. The way that was so well thought out. I mean, you're usually, you're always very articulate, but that was crystal clear. And then moving on to point B and point C. I, yeah. We'll get into this a little bit, Maya. What's going so on? So here's, here's the thing. Here is where, so this is where I'm coming from. I also, so my mom is Japanese. And so obviously there's some cultural differences between being raised as an American teenager and as a Japanese teenager. So there's some differences and some disagreements there. Um, she would go through some of my text messages, right? when I was in early in high school, so 13, 14, um, and looking back on it, I don't necessarily blame her for going through my text messages. Right. But at some point she wanted to install something similar to that. That was like a spyware that would like monitor everything I do and every text I have. And that, crossed a boundary for me because I wasn't able to talk to my friends about any family troubles that I had. And that's a big outlet. And like in a normal relationship, like being blocking that would be considered emotional abuse. Right. Right. But when I was a freshman in high school, I did date a senior in high school. Mm, She's always been cool. (laughs) It wasn't a good decision. Oh, never (laughs) is. Never is. No, 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 no. (laughs) Um, But she did catch that. Because she was going through my text messages and she was able to like have a conversation with me about it and like warn me about it. And so in that situation, I think that is a good point to like be a little bit involved in your kid's life and have maybe overstep a little bit. 
but at the same time, like not texting like my friends about like my mom and our family and all that stuff, like didn't stop me from talking to them at right. school. Right? right. Because it's not like actually teaching you to st- to curb a behavior it's teaching right. you to avoid a consequence but you do need to keep your kids safe especially with in the height of like human trafficking and all this stuff and all that scary stuff on social media i think there is uh some some value in like maybe monitoring their chats on instagram and facebook and texts right but i think you need to draw the line at like constantly monitoring them all the time so uh, I have a couple different takes on this. Okay, okay, okay. I think you and I probably fall in mm-hmm. some kind of agreement. Mm-hmm. But I have a little anecdote, a little Ooh, personal okay. story to share. So let me paint the picture for you. It's 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy time to be alive. Even crazier time to be in high school. And my parents, for Christmas, very generous of them, mm-hmm. got me my first iPod, which was the iPod Ooh touch which was basically yeah right okay um was basically an iphone but you couldn't call or text people so it was basically a better iphone honestly (laughs) honestly if if my phone could not take phone calls i would pay more a month for that (laughs) are you kidding me if i ever like i don't want kids but if i ever had kids that's what they would get yes they could use whatsapp oh i'm doing flip phones if i ever have a child but okay so so it's 2010 i have an ipod touch and I realized day one, mm-hmm. this thing has access to the internet. <laughs> but it's 2010, and I have really no idea how the internet works. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and this is important, I don't know if what I search on my iPod Touch oh, no. will show up on the family's search history on the family computer. You are just as bad as the U.S. senators in that TikTok (laughs) questioning. It's 2010. I am 16. I'm excited, but nervous, (laughs) and have one final question left to answer. Because, dear listeners, I wanted to see photos of Zac Efron, and I didn't... (laughs) And not even, like, gross ones. I High School Musical had just came out. Maybe they're coming out with High School Musical 2. Oh Zac Efron has been an icon of my generation since he first debuted on the screen. True. And I just wanted to appreciate... Zac Efron. The Zac Efron, exactly. And I didn't want to answer any questions about that either. <laughs> so I devised... Honestly, I'm still kind of proud of myself because okay. I think about this. The age gets pushed lower and lower. I may be 15, I may be 14 in this yeah, story. Yeah. I have to devise a term I can search on my iPod Touch that I know for a fact my mom or dad wouldn't Google, Mm. but if they saw it on the search history, it'd be innocuous. Wouldn't question it. Correct. Mm -hmm. So I Googled on my iPod Touch on the little Safari app, lasagna. And then I raced downstairs and I clicked on the family search history on AOL. Those who know know on the AOL oh browser. <laughs> looked at the history because we knew how to access that. No lasagna. And ladies and gentlemen, life changed. <laughs> <laughs> I now had private access to the internet. Yeah. And not that I did anything nefarious. Certainly wasn't dating a senior. Oh my God, could you imagine? But it was nice to have. You better be careful. This. I think he listens to the podcast. Honestly, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you taught me some things. <laughs> send send us a message. How are you doing? I would, we would love to know. Uh, we'll put it on Promethean. 
What? I don't know. That's the wrong song. Is that the wrong app? That's yeah. the boards we use yep, at school. I know. Okay, that's fine. Patreon. Patreon. Sorry, yeah, with Okay, so it unlocked a world of just like kind of information to me that as a queer closeted kid in Nebraska in mm. 2010, I was like ravenous to know more about a mm. world, but very limited in my ability to like access it. Mm-hmm. And I am really grateful that I had the ability to access that. Mm-hmm. And now here's where I want to turn this on y'all a little bit. Okay. Now with that being said, the internet of 2010 Crazy. and the internet of today is very different. True. The internet of 2010 was like cool and vintage by today's standards. Honestly. And as a person who interacts with young adults a lot, mm-hmm. we are not doing a great job of teaching them technology regulation for themselves. True. Because I think that's ultimately what the OP is trying to, to like encourage their parents to do, is to promote a culture where the kid regulates themselves. I mean, that's mm-hmm. all what you want whenever you're working with children. Mm-hmm. And so I will say this about my own practice in my classroom. When the bell rings, I will walk up to my desk in my classroom and I will take my phone out of my pocket and I will go, I am putting my phone away Mm -hmm. and I welcome you guys to join me. And then I slide it into the drawer at the top of my top drawer to be like, it's not even gonna be on me during this next phase, like for this next hour, this is my focus. And I encourage you guys to do that because I think one of the things, if you're trying to encourage behaviors, you have to model that behavior and that's, really tough because <laughs> phones True. are great yeah and a consequence of the industrial revolution <laughs> <laughs> da, na, na. i don't know maya what's your take on it were you also googling lasagna to make sure you could google zac efron I definitely safely? maybe it wasn't zac efron i mean it probably was but i definitely was googling some nsw things at some point Mine was literally like Zac Efron search. Yeah. Like it was just like (laughs) screen grabs from high school musical. (laughs) And I was like, yes. (laughs) Could watch it without being judged now. I want you to know it took me like a whole year to realize that YouTube was the same way. Did not translate in my brain. That's hilarious. This is also the era of YouTube though when Fruit Salad, the song, and shows. That, that's that's oh my what... God. Yes, I know. I was there at the start. <laughs> that took me back. Listen, don't call me Adam or Eve, but I was in that garden. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where do you stand on this then? Oh, I mean... Listen, angsty 17-year-olds yeah. disagreeing with their parents, never in the wrong, ever. That's fair. I think, I don't think they're the asshole. I don't think they're fully in the clear mm-hmm. either, you know? The parents are doing their best to respond to a situation. Here's where I really get nervous about it, though, is that I volunteered for a little bit at a nonprofit called The Wolf Project. And what they do is they're kind of split up into groups. And so the big group is called the Reapers. And one of them will, each individual Reaper will start a bunch of fake Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook accounts, posing as themselves as people that are under 18. And what they do is they lure predators. Oh. And then they will submit those predators' information to that predator's local police department once they get incriminating information. And the number of predators that will creep on very, very young people 
is appalling and it's scary because those young like girls and guys don't know what's happening 100% and they don't understand what sexting is and they don't understand what like this kind of behavior is and what child pornography is and child pornography distribution is and so they don't understand and so it's like absolutely insane to me and it's also so scary because there's they'll do videos they'll do like live videos on like um twitch and stuff of them trying to lure predators and it happens so so quick so fast and that's where i get nervous with that kind of stuff and that's why i specifically would like parents to be able to monitor kids social media well it gets to a question too which is like at what age should you first start appearing online? Like there's a new discussion right now yeah. around kids who grew up on like their parents' social media mm-hmm. pages. Yeah. And I'm not laying any blame. I mean, it was a very new it's, field yeah. at the time mm-hmm. and it looked very family centric and it probably to at least a partial degree is, was, yeah. I don't know, like the dynamics inside these individual families, but now it's like, yeah, maybe kids don't need to be posted online when they're five, six, seven years old. And then maybe that needs to get pulled out further. Maybe you don't need an online presence at 15 at or 16. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you and I both will see the things that we posted yeah. in high school and just be embarrassed because of like the trends that were on at the time. And, but like, I know? can't communicate that to a current 15 or 16 year old to right. be like, don't do it. You're Regardless hate of it. how cool <laughs> you think you are right now, you're gonna hate universally, it. you are not in five years, you know? Exactly. Like several of the videos we've posted on our Instagram will disappear probably in a decade. Oh, because... uh, a decade? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Like, I don't know where this Spar is going. <laughs> Grant's like, can we take down half of them? The only thing <laughs> I use the photos from my high school years for today is guidance on how to dress for theme parties about what the early 2010s were like. That is, it is source material oh. exclusively. Yeah, some of mine are so angsty. I was, I, I really wanted to be emo, but I, I really think we solved this problem. Yeah, and cheers to us. Look at us. Monitor social media. Let them do their own shit on other places. And it's like respect your kids' privacy, but also In- kids don't don't be on like make the self choice to like remove yourself. Be a mystery. That's cool. True, <laughs> but also like. Parents need to make sure that their communication is open with their kids, right? Because if their kid feels unsafe talking to a parent thinking, oh, I'm going to get in trouble, they're not going to come to you if they get a weird Instagram message from a random guy asking to send them pictures. Like, they're not going to tell you. And it's so tough, too, because it's like rarely is information dangerous, but regularly strangers on the internet are. True. But anyway, there is a couple um, nonprofits. Example, the Wolf Project. That's the only one I can name. But if you ever are interested in supporting that kind of activity, I'm sure they'd be welcome to donations. They're always open to volunteers. And what they do is honestly, it's super important and very cool to like, not cool. I don't want to say that, but like, it's cool to see them (laughs) able to like catch these people. I mean, it's cool to be proactive for a problem. Yes. It's hard to like get the authorities' attention, you know? Um, But at least at some point you're putting the blame then on the authorities if that person then goes and does something horrible. Like, at least that person is then on their radar, you know? So at least you're making a dent in, like, a cultural issue. But Uh, it makes me so angry. Two reactions. First, I cannot wait to hear the story you have ready for us. (laughs) Two, little intermission AITA. Am I the asshole for needing Casey to make me another drink? Oh, Casey! Casey! Or Bowser, he also comes with he me. He also, call. yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> do, 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 do. Hello. 
Hello. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hello. Go ahead and start getting changed. Is it me <laughs> I'm looking for? You know that song is talking to herself from right before she got famous? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, go back to listen to it. Yeah. It's going to change your mind on the song. It's great. Okay. That Real was good. ones know. Okay. We're talking about Adele. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's my turn now to talk. Um, a glorious segue. <laughs> It's a segu, actually. Um, you know out. I refuse to speak French. <laughs> okay, segu is a reference to one of my favorite podcasts, and that's why we drink. I feel like I just need to give them credit for that word <laughs> if I'm going to keep using it, because I'm going to. What is this, a crossover episode? That's a BoJack that's Horseman That's a BoJack joke. Horseman reference. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, this one is called Am I the Asshole? for encouraging my 16-year-old daughter and her friends to unionize against their boss. And I'm as already going to say, no, you're empowering. Let's get you in line for an award. And unions are, in fact, a consequence of the Industrial Revolution. Because here's a fun thing we have to teach kids in school. Consequence, while usually with a negative connotation, not always. <laughs> Just an effect. <laughs> Not I always. love our head pan directly to the camera. We've been doing a lot more this episode, and I've, it feels good. It feels right. I just have watched too much of The Office for my <laughs> own good, is really what it is. I'm just really channeling my inner Dwight. Not Dwight. I mean, all yeah, Dwight, but Jim Halpert. Jim. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I have just had three old fashions. Okay. So that's We're gonna read driving this. my behavior. We're okay? going to read this. And... Um, my daughter is 16 and has a job at a chain coffee shop. She works with six other high schoolers and five college kids. The high schoolers she works with don't like their manager. He keeps their hours just below the threshold for higher pay, doesn't give promised raises, and is just an asshole to work with. Recently, my daughter and one of her friends were joking about making a union like the ones they were studying at school. They texted some of the other kids from work and the idea started gaining traction. So I talked with them about it, explaining the possible benefits and risks. I tried to encourage them to do their own research, too. I thought it was pretty cool that they were considering taking something they're learning about in history class and applying it. The girls ended up inviting the other high school kids who worked at the coffee shop to our house to talk about how to unionize. I could tell some kids were going along for fun, but most of them were taking it seriously. I helped them write out their demands and practice them. They even got the college kids who were unhappy with scheduling <laughs> around exams on board. Sounds about right. They all went to the coffee shop Sunday morning and presented their case to the boss, who absolutely blew up on them, mm. and told them that if they didn't stick to their schedule, they were all fired. <laughs> but the kids stood their ground. He started singing, singling out the kids. He, and it says singing, but I assume they mean singling out the kids that were scheduled to work that morning and telling them to start work immediately or they're fired. So three of them got fired. He told the rest that anyone else who didn't report for their shifts would be fired too, and I don't think he expected them to call his bluff. He fired several more. He fired several more, then started making demands that the fired kids come into work. Mm. Right now, the kids are all holding strong. Apparently, the manager is trying to replace everyone fast, but isn't having much luck. I'm honestly quite pr proud of my daughter for all of this, but the parents of the other school kids are not okay with this. <laughs> several of them have called me up or come to speak to me furious for these reasons. And there's, and there's a bulleted list. Um, number one, making their kids lose their job, which they were supposed to keep to teach them hard work and responsibility. Mm. Two, encouraging kids to be entitled brats and sabotage a local business owner. <laughs> Three, letting the kids play at something they didn't really understand. 
I told them that the kids made their choice. All I did was give them a place to talk and plan things. I got a call from the coffee ship coffee shop owner too to say that my daughter hasn't been covering her shifts and that the kids are quote playing at a union i told him that it doesn't sound like play to me perhaps he should listen to what they have to say and he got furious with me calling my daughter lazy i honestly think my daughter learned more from all of this than she would have working as a barista but the other parents are furious at me am i the asshole i love this story this is a phenomenal story. I won to the parent who's like, how dare you undercut a hardworking business owner? I really do hope their medal comes in the mail for best bootlicker. Like, I absolutely, <laughs> I hope they display it proudly above their mantle. And I hope they love the taste of rubber. Um, that is my hard opinion. Put it on a shirt. Here's the thing that I, as an educator of youth I'm guessing kind of in mm-hmm. this range. Here is what I have said to a couple of kids who've asked me some questions. And this is advice that my dad gave me when I was 16. And I have always really valued and appreciated it. Mm-hmm. My dad told me when I was 16, when I was in high school, that he said, Grant, you're going to work the rest of your life. Believe me. They're, he's not Southern. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, they're going to get you. And that once you mm-hmm. start working... You're never going to stop working mm-hmm. until you retire. And even then, maybe. Yeah. And so he goes, so if you do not have to work for right now or for the next six months or whatever, don't. And I understand that, like, family situations are different. Yeah. We have a lot of people who or a lot of young people who get job supports themselves or their families or whatever. Obviously, I'm not talking about that. But mm-hmm. one, I kind of love that these people are like, I have a job right now. And I also think I am starting a political movement. <laughs> They are absolutely not the asshole. I love that parent for encouraging that discourse. I also, what was it like growing up for you? Because for me, growing up in a red state, a 16-year-old could literally work anywhere, including a meat processing plant. So I don't know if they think that once this job's gone, they'll just never draw a paycheck again, they can actually probably go to any other coffee shop and be like, you don't need to train me. I'm already a trained barista and start working the next day. Yeah. I, I love this story, but that's my politics. What's your initial reaction? No, I agree. Like even, I don't, I feel like the parent is definitely not the asshole. A, because the kids, it sound like, started the idea of right. having a union because they were learning about it in school. And all the parent did was like, you can meet at my place. Right. Which, like, yes, is supporting the union. But... If you're going to unionize, I'd rather you do it in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cool mom. Exactly. Uh, like regular moms. I am a unionization <laughs> mom. I support the effort. Um, do you guys need anything? Snacks? <laughs> Petitions for the National Legal Relations Board. <laughs> Just let me know. <laughs> All of these are from Mean Girls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think all the parent is doing, honestly, at this point, is supporting their call to action to yeah. be treated fairly. And it sounds like, I guess, it does it say when or what the coffee shop owner is doing to make them like... Okay. Watch if it's like the coffee shop owner is asking them for like to come in on time and wash their hands. Ugh. And now then we're like I, on the wrong Then side. I don't support the unionization effort. Okay. 
He keeps their hours just below the threshold for mm. higher pay, doesn't give promised raises, and is an asshole. So he's okay. specifically hiring a group of people he thinks he can manipulate, and then when they stand mm-hmm. up for themselves, he thinks he can bully. He's saying, like, he like in the hiring process, he's probably saying, like, yeah, when you work up to this amount of hours, mm. we'll give you, like, this pay raise or, like... Will you'll you'll be considered like a barista instead of just a cashier or something like that, and then not letting them work. That. I heard this phenomenal quote, I think from TikTok, and it came from a political scientist, and it said, "Personality predates political positions." So before you were a fascist, you were a bully and an asshole. So before you were a union buster, you were a dick with no friends. <laughs> Oh my god. Workers have rights and middle management and upper wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for the literal labor of the people that generate their salary. And if you expect me as the customer to tip the barista who's making my drink, which I will happily do, then I expect you, the person who's employing them, to recognize them as an individual that lives in a community that recognizes their right to an organized labor environment. Yeah. Any guesses as to what my politics are? Drop it in the poll. <laughs> as a public school teacher, he cannot legally tell you. <laughs> I generally support unions as long as they're not the police. Mm. Be, or I guess. God, the way I was holding my breath there no. for the first two thirds of that sentence. I support unions, I guess, as long as they don't become too powerful. And I think that changes for whatever like industry you're in or whatever you're doing right because if it's like something where it's affecting society so you support workers rights but not their wrongs i don't know it feels pretty middle of the road to me <laughs> listen if a police officer or if a worker in your coffee shop is going to mm. commit homicide and then just get transferred to another coffee shop. Oh, we're talking about the police again. I was like, what? No, we're coffee not. Shops we're talking about coffee have shops. You worked at? <laughs> With no repercussions to the barista because of the support from the union, then we have problems. Mm. If the union is advocating for fair pay and for the employer to follow up on the things that they have been promised on like the things that they have promised to the employees then i support the unions right there is a dangerous line but i think that line is so far out there that i support all unions i love that i do i really do i'm right now i'm reflecting on this type of labor that we view as like crucial to society, mm-hmm. but refuse to like bestow our respect upon. Yeah. Because I can tell you, if you were ever in a town or community that did not have enough coffee shops per capita, that is the only thing people would talk, talk about. about. Yeah. And they'd always be like, well, you know, the next person to open up a coffee shop is going to make a killing. But like, it takes gas to drive to a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. I saw this absolutely dystopian TikTok, and it was this person who went, just finished my second hour at work, which means I've paid for my morning coffee and breakfast. And I remember that when I was, listen, I was, thank you. (laughs) 
<laughs> I worked at, I think the correct term is like a discount grocer. Okay. I worked at a discount grocer when I was in high school called Super Saver. And they Ooh. paid us what at the time was the high bucks of mm-hmm. $7.25 an hour, which by the way is still the federal minimum wage, but they paid us $7.25 an hour. And I remember I would walk across the parking lot to this local uh, fast food restaurant, Runza, shout out, ride or die over here, uh, sponsor us. Um, <laughs> I would walk over to Runza and I would get lunch. And I remember on like the second day, I looked at the receipt really and realized that I had to work an hour and 15 minutes to pay for lunch. And in that moment, I was radicalized. <laughs> But also, like, there were other leading factors, like, for instance, and I don't know if you've ever worked, like, kind of one of the jobs that this story talks about, which is, like, low pay, disgustingly low Mm -hmm. respect from both the customer and maybe, like, middle management. I once had to mop human feces off of a bathroom stall, and that was absolutely character building but then i was also and i thought it was really cool at the time after i was done mopping the entire bathroom yeah every inch of it i went to my management like my night manager at the time and i was like what am what am i supposed to do with this mop and (laughs) he was like throw it away go to aisle seven and grab Daddy, one off the what? rack. And I was like, oh, we can just lift property. We couldn't. There was a whole PSA video we'd have to watch every six months on why it's all of our jobs to watch out for shoplifting. But yeah, turns out if your mop is full of shit, you can just grab a new one. <laughs> That's on a t-shirt. If your mop is full of mop shit. Mop full of shit, question grab mark, a grab new a new one. one. <laughs> They, I remember the first time I got a raise, because I was there for three years, I was there for high school. Um, The first time I got a raise, it was a huge deal because I got like a 15 cent raise. Oh my God. Which was just enough for me to technically have gotten a raise. Yeah, that is not a lot. That mostly gets taken by your taxes. Fortunately, I was just supporting my terrible American habit of driving to school every day. And getting Starbucks. Probably. No, okay. That, I mean, not for this closet case in 2010. That's fair. <laughs> the runs ahead slushies. <laughs> but workers have rights. Yeah. Disregard their wrongs. Mm-hmm. Um, confront management. Hell yeah. And if they think they can fire all of you and still make money that day or the next day. They're wrong. They're wrong. <laughs> yeah. And also, like... <laughs> This is so expected of me to say, (laughs) but shout out to that teacher who like truly taught them the like core principle of, because that's it. Like as a teacher myself, that's one of the things like I can teach you the history, but it's the ability to then square it in the context of your own lives and your own time that is at times like elusively hard to hit. Yeah. And they hit it right on the head. They figured it out. And they were like, to achieve internet fame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The general consensus is not the asshole. But there's a couple bootlickers in the comments. I haven't seen anyone. Hold on. Yeah. Basically, no one is saying asshole. I... Oh, wait. Hold on. You're the asshole, but only because this isn't how to unionize. You don't show up with your coworkers and start collectively bargaining. 
think that I've never been in the moment is? where you you are collectively have bargaining. Met, have, like there is an actively a writers union going well, on. Well, sure, right now. but they had demands before the work stopped. But they're actively meeting and bargaining. Like sure. they have. No, things. I I think the point of the poster is to say that you make demands that you then ask management to meet before mm. you do a work oh, stoppage. You start, but yeah. also, I'm sure the kids' rebuttal would have been like, the management knows we didn't appreciate the way we've been treated. Yeah. I doubt it came out of the blue. Yeah, it says you should have had them reach out to a union and have them sign cards once the Bureau of Labor and Industries or whatever it is called where you live is notified they cannot be fired for unionizing or attempting to. So we have the AFL-CIO in the comments right now. Apparently this person is like, you're the asshole because you didn't tell them the right way to unionize. They're not saying that you're an asshole. What, are they all going to sign up for a membership now that they made their demands? I get that though. Yeah. Okay, this person is in support of unions. (laughs) They're like, we love that you unionized. You're the asshole because you didn't lead them in the right direction. I love that full circle where like, I'm so pro-union. I'm Imagine you didn't do it well enough. <laughs> I love that too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everyone says not the union or not the asshole. Not the union. Not the union. <laughs> what are you, the Confederacy? Yeah. I'm kidding. Hey. hey. <laughs> not the union. Get it? I have a degree in this. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I think this has been this has been a good. vaguely informative, really fun uh, evening. Yeah. Uh, let us know if you've learned something about the Industrial Revolution. And, and please stop asking me for career advice. I work for public sector. Yeah, he needs his job because um Because I live an expensive lifestyle. We can name I don't have kids and I do have taste and I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. I don't have ice. You don't have ice, they, it melts. We can do this though. Nice. <laughs> um until next week, folks. Yeah. Um thank you for your support. We love you. Okay. Bye. Bye.